Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Bienvenidos a So Violento So Macabro Podcast. Yo soy Ali. Y yo soy Dee. Y hoy Dee nos contará de un caso que sucedió en Phoenix, Arizona. Adoption is considered to be a second opportunity in life, a second chance at happiness, a time for new beginnings. After being removed from their mother's care, the Marquez children were left at the hands of true monsters. Their new beginning was far from a happy ending. This is the tragic case of Charisma Marquez, also known as Ana Loera. Advertencia. La información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tenga en cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning. The information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape, and violence. Listen with caution. She was beautiful. She was an angel. I feel like I failed her. And I know I, I did, but I got to make up for it and do what I got to do now to make things right. I got a text message from my dad for me to get call him. And he said something bad happened. What happened? He was like, it's charisma. And I said, what's wrong with charisma? And he said, it's the worst that you can think of. She was a very happy little girl very spontaneous. She had a lot of character. Her name went with her. She was very sassy, a sassy little girl. She was going to be the little cheerleader. She was bouncy. Like, she made you happy. Like, she could walk up to you and just by looking at her face, you're like, happy. And you could be in the downest mood and all of a sudden just joy walks into the room. On January 20th, 2020, Phoenix officers responded to a 911 call from an 11-year-old girl who told authorities that she was left home alone for two days and that she was very hungry and afraid. When authorities arrived at the home near 59th Avenue and Combell Back Road, the 11-year-old girl told the officers that her parents and siblings were out of town. Officers found the home filthy and with what appeared to be human feces throughout the residence. She also said she had received acts of neglect and abuse from her parents, Maribel and Rafael Loera. According to the police, the girl also had numerous abrasions, scars, 
healed burned scars, injuries to her back, buttocks, abdomen, and chin. She told authorities that Maribel had a bad temper and would strike her with miscellaneous objects while physically slamming her head into the wall. Oh my god. I know. Mind you, she's 11 years old. She also told the police that her older sister, who had vanished about two years ago, and that Maribel Loera told her that her sister was adopted and sent to Colombia. But when she asked her father what happened to her sister, he said that she was adopted and was sent to Mexico. So both parents said different locations on what happened to her. But overall, they just said she was adopted and she left. And that she doesn't want to get in contact with them ever again. That was the overall theme between the both scenarios. Y ellos, um, de las niñas que estás hablando, son hijas, biological daughters de Rafael y Maribel? Or? No, she just oh. calls them her parents. Okay. Because she was, she went into the family when she was like, probably like, Four, I think. Oh, okay. So okay. she was really little. Okay. So she just basically calls them her mom and her dad. Yeah. Or sometimes she'll call them by, the, by their names. Hmm. The Arizona Department of Child Safe- Safety ended up taking the 11-year-old into custody. On January 28, 2020, the Arizona Department of Child Safety returned to the home and spoke to Maribel and Rafael Loera. During the investigation, they removed a nine-year-old boy and a four-year-old girl from the home. According to CBS 5 News, Maribel Loera would not come out of the home and would not speak to the Arizona Department of Child Safety. Rafael Loera handed over the children in the front yard of the home, so they didn't even let them go inside the house. They just did everything outside of the home and like yeah didn't want them to go anywhere near it based on court documents there were numerous um scrapes scars burns and other injuries all over their body the boy had injuries that are quote too numerous to count so this little boy had just a ton of bruises and scars all over his body God, I, uh, these, I know. It bothers me when. Oh. I know. I know. It's it. It's always hard to make these cases, um, to talk about these cases and talk about these injuries and talk about the abuse that these children go through. And it's harder to read about it because you just are so surprised on how people can actually do such a thing to a child, let Monsters. alone to a person, but to an indefensive yeah. child. You said nine and four years old and the other girl was 11. Yeah, it was 11. Yeah. An hour after the Department of Children's Safety left the home, neighbors called 911 and reported that there was a fire at the same residence. The fire department arrived to the home and began to dismantle the drywall in order to provide ventilation and to put out the fire. The firefighters found Rafael in the driveway of the home and um, where he actually told the officers, I mean, the the firemen, that um, him and his wife were starting a fire in the uh, uh, fireplace 
and that it got out of control and it spread to the rest of the house. However, when um, he also said that he had he and his wife have taken care of it, that, you know, it was just kind of like a false alarm. However, firemen were outside with him and they looked up in the house and they saw smoke coming from the attic's ventilation system. I don't know yeah. if you're yeah. going to cover this after, but when the authorities fueron y se llevaron a la niña de cuatro años y al niño de nueve, Mm -hmm. No, they didn't arrest Maribel or Rafael. They didn't take them in no. to question them. Not yet, because okay. all they know, they, they opened an investigation on the case, but there wasn't anything that they can do in order to arrest him yet. So okay. it was just a, an open investigation, especially because it, it was like a week. So with with from the time that they took in the 11 year old, up to the point that they went again to check on the other children were eight days. So they they just started investigating on like the like their paperwork and stuff. And they just kind of wanted to make sure that they had the children first they were before they okay. yeah before they make any more advances within the case. It's just in my head. I'm like, just you're like, I would just put them to jail straight to jail. Just take them to the forget about anything else. Oh my god, llévense los investiguenlos en ese momento when you have them right there. But I know there's a process. Exactly. It, it could because that's like that's like our first thought. Like, okay, these children have many injuries. They are living in feces. They are scared. They're hungry. Like, why is what is it a loving year old doing in the house by herself? By herself, right? Like, so for for yeah, so for us it would be like. These are responsible parents. Mm -hmm. Like arrest them, but you know, there's policies to everything. Yeah. Yep. When firefighters went inside the home, they found Maribel inside with a garden hose and a fire that had began not in the fireplace, but on the corner of the living room floor. So it was at the opposite side of where the fireplace was at, and she was trying to put it out. Rafael admitted that he um, siphoned the gasoline out of his van. And used it to start the fire because he didn't want to live anymore. According to the court documents, the firefighters discovered human remains, which came from the ceiling, from where they were trying to rip open the drywall in order to ventilate and uh, release the smoke from the home. What? Okay. Yeah, I know. He first says one thing and then he says he was trying to commit suicide that's why he started the fire yeah and then they find the remains of of bod like bones within the attic insulations of the home yeah. from where they were that's, trying to open it up he was just coming up with any story to cover up what was really going on in the house when they picked up the two kids wow the two, yeah mm -hmm. wow The fire crew automatically called the Phoenix Police Department for them to open up an investigation on what was going on yeah. within this home. Imagínate being a firefighter and you're going in there to stop a fire and you find human remains. Yeah. Like your intention is to save people within that home so you don't have any more deaths or, yeah. or you know, any injuries and stuff. Because they think there's only and two the people in there. Yeah. And the first thing you see after trying to, you know, make your way in there is bones falling from the ceiling. Wow. Jesus. I know. 
Now I feel like I've said Jesus so many times in this episode already. It's just unbelievable. Well, I yeah. I completely understand. And we still haven't gotten to like the details no. of it. Imagino. Police later discovered that the remains that had fallen from the ceiling belonged to 13-year-old Ana Loera, the adopted daughter of Rafael and Maribel Loera. Mm, yeah. The one who had been adopted. Yeah. To Mexico and world or Colombia. Or Colombia. And didn't want to get in contact, get in contact with them at all. So, a bit of backstory on who Ana Lora was. Her actual name at birth was Charisma Marquez. She was born on January 2007 to Priscilla Marquez. Priscilla describes her daughter as a beautiful, loving, and vivacious little girl. Priscilla continues to describe her as, quote, very sassy, a sassy little girl. She was going to be my little cheerleader. She goes on to mention that just like Charisma, she was never letting any negative feelings burden her happiness. Every negative feeling just slid off of her shoulders. Quote, she brought the sunshine to everybody's sadness. She was never sad. Never. Even if she got in trouble, which was very rare, she'd be smiling. Esteban Lauro, Charisma's older half-brother, told AZ Central that Charisma never failed to cheer him up with her beaming face. She could walk up to you and just by looking at your face, you're like happy. And you could be in the downest mood and all of a sudden, just joy walking into the room. However, in 2010, the Arizona Department of Child Safety removed Charisma, Angelina, and Joseph Jr. from Priscilla's care because she had an addiction to metaphen or meth for short. Priscilla told AC Central News that she lost all six of her children in 2012 while the strongest point of her addiction. She said that four of her children went into foster care and Charisma, Angelina, and Joseph went to one family and the other daughter went to a different family while the other two older children went to uh, relatives and eventually reunited with her um, through the years. Charisma and her siblings were being adopted by Rafael and Maribel Loera. And according to documents, Rafael and Maribel changed the children's names and Charisma was named Ana Loera. So based on legal perspective and everything, they can't release the names of the other children but as far as Priscilla tells us, their names are Angela, Angelina and um, Joseph Jr. But we don't know what their names are now. What happened the day of the murder is as follows. According to Rafael, he told police officers that on January 20th, 2020, the family had gone to Minnesota. And during that trip, he and the 11-year-old returned to Arizona because he claimed that he was protecting the 11-year-old from his wife. But when they arrived to Arizona, he realized that he couldn't afford to have to be without working those few days. So he decided to go to work and basically leave her by herself for the for most of the, the days that she was there. One of the jobs that he actually had was in a local high school. He was a teacher's aide 
at Sierra Linda High School in Phoenix, Arizona. Students within the school were shocked to find out that Mr. Loera was involved in this crime, especially because he was very nice and helpful and welcoming to all students. Rafael told detectives that his wife and the two younger children returned home a few days later after DCS uh, caseworker removed the oldest daughter from the home. During this time, detectives continue asking Rafael about the older child, not the 11 year old, the 13 year old, but the 13 year old yeah. that was in their custody. He again says that the girl moved to Mexico and she didn't want to get in any contact. However, he then admitted that the girl that had quote unquote moved to Mexico was Ana Loera and that she was dead. Rafael also told detectives that Ana had became very ill in July of 2017 okay. and that he waited several days before trying to seek medical attention. Rafael, Rafael continues to tell detectives that Anna had been throwing up in the, in the days leading up to her death and had had described the convulsions that she had before passing away. And that uh, she ended up passing away while he was taking her to the hospital. According to CBS 5 News, within the court documents, the reason that Rafael never went to the hospital and gave them the body was because he was afraid that the other children would be taken away from him. He said that neither of them contacted the authorities or reported her death. But instead of doing the right thing and reporting her to the authorities that she had passed away, he decided to wrap the child in bed sheets and placed her in the insulation of his attic. Okay, I'll keep my words to myself. It's yeah. just how se muere tu hija. Tu hija, yeah. Y y piensa te van a quitar los otros dos. Si estás pensando eso es porque tienes miedo de que la policía llegue a la casa y investigue algo. Yeah. Because your first thought if your child dies is not going to be they're going to take my other two kids away. If everything's no, fine with the other two kids, they shouldn't be taking your kids away. Exactly. Like, you know that there's something more deep-rooted than a child dying. He's like, trying to stuff at this point. Yeah. It's like, there's so much going on. There's so much awful things going on in this house that instead of doing the right thing and, mm -hmm. you know, giving this child the proper, like, resting place, he decides to hide her in the attic for... Almost three years. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but this child, you have the rest of her siblings living below the home. Mm -hmm. While she is wrapped up in a blanket in the insulation of your attic. Like, how do you live with that? Exactly. How? No, 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 Rafael. Don't try and justify yourself. Because at this point, exactly. no, it's all BS. Trust me, it's not the worst of it. Oh, y luego, I mean, si tu hija está enferma, como él la está describiendo, ¿por qué te esperas tanto tiempo para llevarla al hospital? Because he knew. Because he knew. There was something he there. Knew. She wasn't just sick just because she got sick. 
I'm imagining as you keep talking, there's going to be reasons why she got sick. And that's why he was afraid to take her. Okay, I'll let you continue going. <laughs> Before I just... I know. Oh, man. I know. Rafael claimed that he moved his daughter's remain from the attic and laid her on the backyard of his home when he actually started the fire. However, that was once again a lie because the fire department actually found her bones when they were cutting through the ventilation system in the attic. So they kind of figured out that he does say some of the truth, but then he lies about it in order to like make it seem a little bit better. Rafael acknowledged that Maribel was the main caregiver, but she was also the main abuser when it came to the children because he spent most of his time at work. According to AZ Central, in 2013, child welfare investigators checked on a complaint about Charisma Marquez. So it was like right before she actually got adopted by the, by the family. She said that um, the foster parents actually took uh, Charisma to the Phoenix Children's Hospital because uh, at the time she was six years old and she had a swollen right eye. According to the mother, she has said that Charisma actually injured herself while she was at daycare. And that she was playing hide-and-go-seek with the other children and hit her eye. But according to the Phoenix Children's Doctor, the injuries didn't consist to what she, the story she was saying. So when they opened the, you know, a case file for it, neither the Phoenix Police Department nor the Arizona Department of Child Safety Investigation found any evidence of intentional abuse or neglect. According to the reports, it also indicated the foster parents took the proper precaution in bringing the child to the hospital, and they were very cooperative. So for them, it was a sign of no foul play within the case. So that's why they just kind of let it go. However, in October 2014, the DCS received a complaint for another child within the Loera's family who also displayed bruising on his or her buttocks. So they don't say who was it, but one of the ch uh, children's did receive some sort of injuries. These similar injuries were reported to the same child several weeks earlier in 2014. So apart from that specific investigation, a few weeks prior to that one, the same child had the same bruises on, her, on his butt or her butt. But again, police and the DCS found no evidence or abuse and closed the case. The most astonishing part of the whole case is that Rafael told detectives that the couple actually adopted their youngest daughter, who was just an infant, in months after Anna's death or Charisma's death. So imagine, these reports were made, and basically, you were cooperative, there's no foul play. The child dies, Supposedly, the um, adoption agency is supposed to go to the house 
check to see that everything's good and clean. Make sure that every kid is being taken care of and then they can let you adopt another child. But based on all this evidence, this child was given to them regardless of these uh, cases being brought up. Y cuando they fueron, were... no miraste algo donde dice si preguntaron de, nope. de Ana, de Charisma, while they were no. checking the home for the youngest one? No? No. Hmm. They said that they didn't ask anything. They didn't, they didn't, like, according to the, the documents that I've seen, they never asked them about any of that. It was almost like a free pass, like, oh, you adopted three kids from that same family. Here you go. Here's another one for you to adopt. And mind you, when they found uh, the children right before the fire, all of them had injuries. So they didn't even exclude the four-year-old. They all had injuries. Priscilla told news outlets, quote, I don't understand how these people pass background checks to be able to take three innocent children into their home. And then again, to adopt a fourth one after my daughter's death. During the first few years of being adopted, the three eldest children actually attended school, but the Loeras soon withdrew them from school. So this had this was Charisma, Angelina, and Joseph. They were both going to school, and then one moment they were just taken out and they were being homeschooled. Their neighbor, Claudia, actually reported that she used to carpool the kids to and from school. And then one day, one of the kids actually told her, quote, oh, yeah, we're going to be getting homeschooled now. And then after that moment, she had never seen them again. However, in 2014, police did receive reports with allegations that Rafael and Maribel were physically abusing one of their children. But again, this claim, this claim was declared uh, uns unsustainable and was written off. Later, one of the children actually reported Maribel had physically abused them, and Rafael told authorities that Maribel would hit him with broom handles while he tried to defend the children. Rafael was aware about the abuse, and yet, again, he did not do anything about it. NBC 12 News reached out to the Arizona DCS to ask about how follow-ups on adoptions, if there was any follow-ups, when the children were being adopted. And Arizona DCS um, said that the, actually the families were highly examined before the adoption process. And once they were adopted, there are only follow-ups if there's any cases brought up. But other than that, yeah. they don't follow up at all. So mm -hmm. it's, as soon as you're adopted, by you don't exist to the system anymore. Yes, look at Pasa. Um, cuando ya, cuando... When you're fostering kids, the social workers and everybody's very involved. They do checks, you know, they check in on them. And But once they're adopted, it's... There's no follow-ups. There isn't. A lo mejor no son, no son tan seguido. Mm -hmm. So it's not the same. They don't receive the same support as they were receiving when they were just... Foster children? Yeah. Uh-huh. So as soon as they're adopted, they're just out of the system, out of the mind. Yeah, I don't know how much um how much they do receive, but it's that's technically that's what happens. 
I've no. worked with some foster parents where they're like, after the kids are adopted, yeah, it's like, okay, they're your kids now, so yeah, here you that's go. your responsibility. That's your, it's your responsibility now. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what the uh, Priscilla was saying in yeah. interviews. Like after, it's like there should be a system where they get checked up on. You know, these children like. Uh, like you never know these children might be getting abused might be getting a poor f- quality of life and like they're literally just given out just to get out of the system y más wow. cuando hay allegations right cuando han visto ya reportes de que los niños han tenido bruises even if they were closed and they're like this wasn't enough mm-hmm. it's still i mean it should be enough for them to be like okay we're bringing in we're bringing a new child into their home so we should still check in yeah frequently so i i don't know i know it's it's, it's scary yeah. yeah the maricopa county attorney's office filed a direct complaint charging both rafael loera of 56 years old and maribel loera a 50 year old with child abuse abandonment and cor- and consolidment of dead body and arson of an occupied structure. In February 2020, both Maribel and Rafael pleaded not guilty to the initial charges against them. According to news stations, prosecutors told the judge that they feared that the couple were actually a potential of flight risk, which means that they had the possibility of maybe running away from from any sort of charge if their bail was um, lowered. At the time of their arrest, Maribel Loera had $4,800 in cash in her purse. And also they found the family's passports right next to the purse within her bedstand uh, in their bedroom of the home. Rafael told the courts that they were not planning to flee. Quote, we always carry them with us. And that's why we have them. Because, because of that. Because they always have it with them. Maribel Loera was held on $350,000 cash only on bond, while Rafael Loera was held at $100,000 cash only bond. So which means that they can't get a prestamo or anything. Like it all has to be paid in cash in order for them to be able to pay bail, um, yeah, to get bail out of prison um, and be at, be in a... Um, Home arrest so it made it a little bit more difficult for them to just leave right uh prison as of today prosecutors submitted an intent to seek the death penalty against rafael and maribel loera nearly almost three years after the initial arrest if they are found guilty um they will be found guilty of first degree murder according to the arizona central Priscilla Marquez has gone clean and stopped using meth since 2013, shortly after her kids were adopted by the Loeras. She's fought hard to get them back, but she said that, you know, she got a job, she's clean, she's actually cleaning rooms at hotels and has enough money to provide for her children. And she's even gotten promoted as a manager within the hotel that she used to work at. So she really tried her best to get her children back. Yeah. Priscilla also told AC Central that she had hoped that her children would be 
looking for her once they turned 18 and could get away from their foster parents and return to her. Just because the law is a little bit tricky when it comes to her whole... Um, Your history? Process. Yeah. Esteban, which is also, again, uh, Charisma's half-older brother, told AC Central News that he's actually faced numerous numerous roadblocks when it comes to DCS. He said that he's asked for, doc- asked for documents regarding his sister's case, any sort of paperwork that regards uh, Charisma or her siblings, or just any sort of information on the adoption or investigation of the case. And again, he's received with no details on it. He said, quote, I just wish that they cared a little bit more for my family instead of caring about getting child out of their system and closing a case. Priscilla is quoted as saying, this is this was hell for my children. Why did you adopt children? To torture them because you didn't give them a happy home. She also goes on to say, I'm so, so sorry. If I could switch places with her, I would in a heart. Now Priscilla wants to fight to get back the parental rights for her other two children who are in DCS. DCS. And uh, remove them from any um, foster or adoption agency. And hopefully they can get adopted by family members that you know are closest to her in order to have them in the family. Her goal at the end of the day is to save enough money to purchase a home where all her children can live happily with her in hopes to choose for them to choose to return to the home as soon as they turned 18 and provide for them, provide for them a stable um, home as she wished she could have done when they were kids. She told AZ Central, quote, I told myself to make myself better, to get a good job, to be able to grow. So when they do come back looking for me, I would have a home for them to come back to. I would be able to be stable for them because I knew one day that would come. Unfortunately, it's not, it's not going to come for charisma. Priscilla also says that charisma's case is helping her way to hopefully change the regulations within the Arizona DCS um policies when it comes to fostering and adoption and hopefully get any sort of changes done where a lot more of these adoptions are constantly being checked up on so that no other children goes through what charisma has gone through and as of now the case is still open especially due to the pandemic again it's slowed down a lot of the cases and the way that these cases are solved so as of now, there hasn't been a verdict on what will happen to Rafael and Maribel. But as of now, they're still held in Phoenix, Arizona prison. And hopefully, if everything goes well, they will be getting the death penalty for what they've done to Charisma and to her siblings. So it will go straight to a death penalty. If, if it goes, if it goes as, as, as uh, this the po- prosecutors hope for, it will go straight mm-hmm. to the death penalty. If not, based on all the charges that they have against them, they will add up to a sentence where they won't be able to get like out. Prison. Yeah. But the only problem with life, like with the charges coming up, is that at some point they could be able to 
get like some sort of like um, parole if they apply for it. De bajar la condena por buen comportamiento yeah. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So it all just depends on what happens in court mm -hmm. and in the if the prosecution has enough evidence to get the death penalty and if if the judge is open for the death penalty. So so far no closure for the case. Um but hopefully we'll get one soon. Yeah. Pero aunque um, si estos niños ya no están en las manos de dos monstruos. Desafortunadamente a Ana, she didn't, she wasn't able to make it out. Exactly. It's very tragic to know okay. that, that this child, she didn't do anything. Mm -mm. And just because she was placed in this home with these monsters and she was just a kid and they did, they did these horrible things to her. She didn't have the, the opportunity to, to live her life. You know, which is which completely tragic. I don't know why people like this want to just want, want to be foster parents or even adopt the children. Exactly. Have. It's, it, it, it's horrible. It, it's just I, I'm imagining. And I don't want to speak for all foster parents because I've met great foster parents and there's foster parents out there who do this because they love what it, they yeah. do y quieren cuidar a los niños y darles una, una buena vida y darles una casa y cuidarlos. There's great foster parents out there. Pero como hay buenos, también hay otros Malos. que aprovechan el sistema y lo hacen nada más por el dinero. Yeah. Which is kind of the, the part that I'm just like, you think this is easy money and you treat these children like hell and like, it's just a cycle. These kids are going to going through this cycle of like torture and and psychological issues and it's like these kids have been taken away from their parents or lost their parents or, or any any circumstances and yet you come into their lives and instead of being that role model that parent that's going to love them protect them care about them you just decided to be an asshole to them and treat them like crap treat them like if they were nobodies just for a paycheck. Tra trauma. Yeah. yeah. These kids like, don't get taken away from their parents. Just, you know, oh, so vamos a quitar nada más. They, they go through yeah. a traumatic event. event. Yeah. Algo yeah. pasó. Ya hasta salen traumados. Y luego para entrar a una casa donde es más trauma. Yeah. No. It's horrible. It is. And I truly, truly hope that I know that it's 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 hard to change like certain things within the government and their systems and it's just a very long process but I do hope that people could come together for charisma and change some sort of law and or some sort of procedure when it comes to these adoptions because I know this isn't the first case. Oh, no. I know I know that there's many, many that go through the same thing. And I just feel like these kids deserve better. They deserve yeah. happiness. And and I feel like it's only fair for the, the system to take their life into consideration and and 
and look out for them as they should and not just think of them as as uh, another number or another statistic like think about them as human beings hay muchos niños yeah muchos niños en el sistema that are just waiting for for a home and it's if you if i, mean, I we just at first we want to just say we know that there's great foster parents out there so thank you yes for taking in these chil these children y por cuidarlos y por darles una mejor vida thank yeah. you because we know you guys are out there yeah and unfortunately there's so many kids that are looking for a home yeah and we wish we could say that every foster parent is going to be the same but sadly it it doesn't happen it doesn't. But we do appreciate all the good ones that are out there yeah. and speaking from personal experience i've i've had family members who have adopted and have fostered and um and even family members that have thought about it and um friends also that have gone through the foster and adoption process and they're amazing people with amazing mm -hmm. hearts yeah and um yeah we appreciate those people the most mm -hmm. because without them um a lot of these children that they've adopted and and have within their homes would have no would have not known what love is yeah and um these these people have truly changed a life so for the good foster parents and the good um adoptive parents right. we just want to say that you are appreciated oh, yeah. you know that you guys go through a lot of work and have been there for your children and and from the bottom of our hearts, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And um, with that, I'll, I'll finish this case. Um, this was the tragic case of Carisma Marquez, also known as Ana Loera. And yeah. So I don't understand, how can you hurt an innocent child? Like what was going on for her not to be smiling? for you to be hurting her. What was the reason to adopt them? Because it wasn't to give them a happy home, a better life. You should still do those random checkups on them. That one knock on the door could save a life. Making sure it doesn't happen to any other kids or any other families. That's what keeps me going is the babies, my babies. They need me and I know she's looking down at me and she's saying, mom, don't give up. That was the case for this week. If there's any more updates regarding this case or any other cases, we will make sure to update um, you guys with any information that we've received and uh, either with making an, a little mini episode or updating videos on our social media platform. And if you know more about certain cases and you would like to share with us, please do. There's only so much time in the day that we have. So if you have information on regarding on previous episodes or, um, or any information that you would like to express to us and you want us to make a video or um, a mini-sode about it, let us know and we will do it. We promise we take your um, messages and uh, cases into consideration. We love every message that we get from you guys. It really makes our day when you guys are communicating with us because it, it, it just, it, we really appreciate it. And for the people that have suggested cases for us, um, we will get to it. I've been working on one the other day and it's a fascinating case because 
I've never heard of it before, but I do remember that it was very life-changing within the LGBT community. So thank you again for um, reaching out and giving us cases that we can cover in the future because we really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, continue doing that. We really love it. We appreciate it. If you want to give us any more suggestions or leave any comments or any regards regarding any of our 77 episodes, uh, you could drop it down on our social media platforms. We have Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Threads. We have all three. I mean, all four. All four, yeah. <laughs> all four. You can uh, follow us at at SVS m underscore podcast uh or just type in somewhere some of podcast and we will be the first ones to pop up and if you want to follow us on facebook we have a facebook as well uh it's so some of podcast just type it up on a search bar we should be the first ones to pop up or the links will be under the description of this episode and you could click them right through to um our social media platforms if you want to listen to the rest of our 77 episodes, you can um, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are streamed. Just type in Sovereign Sumacabra Podcast and we should be the first ones to pop up. Or you can download the Latina Podcaster Network app and just type in Sovereign Sumacabra Podcast and we should be there as well. And if you guys can please, 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 please uh, rate us review us that would help us a lot as of today we have a little bit over i think forty thousand plays if i'm not mistaken i have to double check but that's a lot um especially for us because we never thought we'd get past 10 plays so thank you so much <laughs> thank you so much for everything that you do we really appreciate it we love you guys and thank you we probably have more than forty thousand. We do, but we switch the thing. So now, like, I don't platform, know. So we don't know. If I know you as find the, them, I know it's more. It should be more. more. But yeah. as of the new platform, we have 10,000. So, and that's only in like a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. I think. So well, thank, thank you all. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you all for everything that you do. We appreciate it. We love you guys. And yeah. Anything I'm else? Sharing the stories. Please, yes, keep, please. keep sharing your stories, any cases that you, uh, suggestions that you have, and um, pictures and these of your... Stories, keep sharing these episodes. Oh, yeah, share our episodes yeah. with anybody that you know. Um, we we appreciate you guys for doing uh, everything that you do. Um, also, please share us pictures with us of your cats, dogs, pets, anything. It really makes us really happy. I've done a little highlight portion on our Instagram where you can see all of the doggies and the kitties and the yeah. pets on there because it makes me really happy mm -hmm. <laughs> it makes Ali happy too but mostly me mostly you <laughs> mostly me I cry um, <laughs> I'm a cancer so I, well, I'm a Scorpio so I keep it a little bit together but Ali just cries <laughs> the whole time um, but yeah thank you so much for listening and um, enjoy your weekend stay hydrated because it's hot as hell um, and yeah uh, we'll talk to you guys Super next hot. week yes oh my god yes uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anything else? I think that's it. You're like, I just over here I sweating. Talk. I'm like, oh, I know. And I want to turn on the AC. <laughs> I know, me too. Um, my dogs. If you've heard my dogs throughout this uh, this episode, I'm sorry, but it's hot and she's struggling. <laughs> she sounds like a little pig. 
but um yes thank you so much for listening and uh we'll talk to you guys next week bye bye stay spooky